You're listening to the What the Chuck Podcast with Megan Rage. Welcome to week three of the What the Chuck Podcast with Megan Rage. Now, eventually, it's like when people ask me, how many tattoos do you have? Like, I don't know. I have over 10, so after that, you just don't keep track. So eventually, I'm going to stop welcoming you to insert number here episode of the podcast. But for now, you know, we're still in the top five, so here I am. I'm doing it. Thanks for coming back after week two. I wasn't really, I don't know, I wasn't feeling confident about episode two. I was talking to one of my friends about it, and she was like, well, did you post it to all your social media accounts? Because I was telling her that I had a little bit less listeners than week one. And I was like, no, I didn't put it everywhere. And she's like, you have to be confident in yourself. You have to put your work out there, um, and you'll only get better. And she was telling me about Anna Ferris's, um podcast and she said that Anna Ferris went back and deleted got rid of her first 11 episodes because they were so terrible I don't think I'd ever get rid of any episodes because hopefully at some point I'm gonna have so many that you'd never go back and start from number one anyways like I listened to the bitch bible podcast I picked it up way late like four years late into the game I went back a little bit and listened, but there's no way you're gonna make up that much time you know that's one of the reasons that I don't listen to the Joe Rogan podcast it's not that I don't want to Everyone raves about it. It's like the number one podcast in life. But am I going to understand anything that's going on? I don't want to have to go all the way back and listen from episode one to understand. So therefore, I'm just not jumping in. So hopefully a lot of people are starting to listen to this podcast so that they can be here from the beginning, my day ones. Um, But I do need to work on like, I don't know, putting myself out there. I need to look into like Facebook promotions or Instagram promotions or ads. I need to run an ad for myself. And now that bars are opening back up, I think I'm going to carry my stickers around because I still have a ton and like, I don't know, put them up in the bathrooms. Obviously not nice bathrooms, but bathrooms that look like a huge piece of shit, like the ones at Lowbrow, Republic, you know, those ones, the bathrooms that you literally hold your breath and don't touch anything to go into. I'll put my stickers in those type of bathrooms. Lowbrow for sure has graffiti all over. I know there's one stall that says like Michael Scott was here and I never knew what that meant because I never watched The Office, but I had a friend that was named Michael Scott and I, I thought that that was him in the stall and I took a picture of it and put it on Instagram and everyone's like, you're an idiot. It's from The Office. How the fuck was I supposed to know that? Anyways, going off on a tangent, has anyone ever tried The Ordinary brand? So it's a skincare line. Um, One of my friends in England texted me about it recently. She was like, is the Ordinary brand popular in America? And I was like, oh, I've never heard of it. And she said, it's a really cheap skincare line. So I looked it up and it is super cheap. So I just totally disregarded it. Well, recently I saw someone on TikTok posting about it. And um, so I went on Sephora and I just started with something small. I, I read the reviews on a few of the products. But skincare, it's so hard to read reviews on something like that because everyone's skin is different. Everyone reacts to things differently. So I don't use a toner and I really wanted to start. So I got the Ordinary Brand Toner. I think it was like eight bucks. My skin has been looking so much better. And so it's um, it's made me go online and order more of their products. Everything ranges from like $4.80 to I think the most expensive thing is like $18. And it has <clears throat> really good reviews. Some people just have, you know, like this didn't work for me or that didn't work for me. But it's um, vegan, obviously not tested on animals. It doesn't have, it's not scented. So it's like super pure. Anyways, I just ordered like 10 things for under $60. And I'm waiting for it to come 
But I'm just curious, there's, because there's so many products by them online, like if you go on, there's like 50 plus. I was just curious if anyone else used the line and what you use and if you like it. And if you don't use it, I highly recommend getting on Sephora and looking. Apparently they don't have it in the store, so you have to get it online. But you will not believe how cheap it is. I was telling my best friend Summer about it and she looked and she was like, God, it really is cheap. I don't know how they can pull that off. That's what's confusing to me. I almost feel like it's too good to be true. But like I said, the toner, I I was breaking out like on the sides of my nose. Like every morning I would wake up with a ton of whiteheads. And then of course I can't leave them alone. So I'd like run my fingernail over them <laughs> to pop them all. And then they would just come right back. But ever since I start, started using this toner, um, they've, they've been gone. Like they don't, they're not there every morning. So yeah. Anyways, The Ordinary brand, or if you just type in Ordinary on Sephora, it'll pop up. So Brett and I have started working out with a trainer. It's a trainer that I've worked out with like a million times. Every time I start to get fat, I'm like, hey, Mark. Hey, Mark, I need you. <laughs> you know, like Clark Pest Control. Okay. Anyway, so we just started working out with him, but he's all the way out in Roseville. So it's a pretty far drive from us, like 30 to 40 minutes. So last week after my podcast came out, Brett and I were in the car and he was like, oh, let's listen to your podcast. And it was early in the morning because we've been working out at 7 a.m. And so I thought like, oh, I guess that's fine. I'm probably going to sleep on the car ride there anyways. We got like four minutes into it and I was like, I can't listen to myself. Oh, we can't do this. Uh, how about we turn this off and you listen to it another time by yourself, which I think is the reason that I didn't posted everywhere because the sound of my own voice was annoying to me for some reason. It's so hard hearing your own voice back and people probably think that I'd be used to it. But when I'm talking on the radio, I mean, it's live. So yeah, I hear my commercials, but that's different because it's scripted and like, I'm talking like this. No, maybe not like that. That's kind of annoying. But you know, it just doesn't sound like this because it's my normal voice. And I feel like it's low-key annoying. Hey, come listen to my podcast. My voice is super annoying. Let me put that in my in my promoted ad on Facebook and Instagram. Anyways, I don't like listening to it back with anyone, especially with Brett, because I talk about him a lot. And I'd rather him just listen to that on his own time, like I'm about to talk about him right now. We just had lunch before I started recording this. I have never known someone to cook as messy as he does. Like shit on every single counter, spilling things. So we have two cutting boards, a really big one that won't fit into our sink and then a smaller one. So Brett wants to keep them both on the counter because we we cut a lot of things, so he thought it would be more convenient. Well, I think that the really big cutting board should be put away because it's ginormous. It literally takes up part, like the whole part of the counter next to the stove. So Brett set some bacon on it today. And I'm like, see, now I have to wash this big ass cutting board that doesn't even fit in the sink because you set bacon on it, where if this wasn't here, you would have just set it on the counter and I could clean the counter off. And then he got egg all over the stove. Like I've, I've just never known anyone to be as messy when they cook. Like I whisk some eggs and pour them into a pan and then I throw the bowl into the dishwasher and the fork. And then I wipe it down as I go. Like Brett, it just looks like a tornado. And because he cooked, I have to clean it up afterwards, which is why he just doesn't give a fuck and just splashes everything everywhere. I don't do that to him. Are you guys messy cookers or are you clean? I like to clean as I go so that I'm not overwhelmed by a mess afterwards. Brett's like, well, that's because you don't know what you're doing in the kitchen. I don't know why Brett has a deep American voice, but he basically says the reason I'm not messy in the kitchen is because I don't know how to cook, which rude. But also, I do know how to cook some things. I just like to clean as I go. Oh, Brett, that guy's funny. You know, does anyone have a nickname for themselves? Like, do you call yourself something as in, in the third person? It was like a month ago. We were getting ready to go on a run 
and I walked upstairs into our bathroom and Brett was talking to himself, talking to his reflection in the mirror. And he said, come on, Keith. I was like, who are you talking to? Who's Keith? And Brett said, it's me when I'm out of shape. Brett literally calls himself Keith when he feels like he's fat or out of shape. Like, well, now that I know about it, when we're running, he'll be like, come on, Keith. Like, it's the weirdest thing. And if if you know Brett, that's probably, actually, if you don't know Brett, that's probably hilarious. Just imagine Brett calling himself Keith when he feels fat. I've never known anyone like Brett. Brett's mom says that too. She's like, I bet you've never met anyone like Brett. And that's the truth. Preach. I've never met anyone like Brett. And I've also never met anyone like Keith. Keith. Keith and I bought a new car this weekend. So we've been thinking about buying a new car because the car we have right now, we loved it when we bought it, but we didn't sit in the back seat. There's no room. Like you can't have legs if you want to sit in the back seat. It's so small. And ever since we moved into our house, like we've been doing projects or buying things and nothing ever fits. Like it's always a struggle. We're like, well, now how are we going to get this home? So both Brett and I, our favorite car, luckily we have the same favorite car, is a Range Rover. So we went to Land Rover Sacramento. We made an appointment because you have to make an appointment to go in because there was a certain car on their website that we had our eye on. So we get there on Saturday. Um, The guy comes outside and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. This car's already sold because they had it pulled up right out in front. And I was like, oh, really? And he was like, no, just kidding, Heather. I was like, what? My name's not Heather. And he was like, oh, someone named Heather called and made an appointment to come see it this morning. And I was like, do you mean Megan? Because I made an appointment to come see it this morning. Well, long story short, three people made an appointment to come see this car on Saturday. So we got there first, but we didn't end up getting the car. Super bummed, in a bad mood. It wasn't Brett's fault, obviously, but I still ignored him. He was like, when we got home, he was like, let's get on the internet. We'll find a better one. And I was like, I don't even, such, I'm such a brat. I'm like, I don't even want to look. I don't want another one. I wanted that one. <laughs> anyway, so I'm downstairs pouting and Brett finds another Range Rover at Land Rover Sacramento where we just were. And I had specifically said that I wanted white. So the sales guy didn't show us this red Range Rover that they had. And so we went back. We called first and we said, we're coming back. There's one on your website that we like. And he said, oh, I I can't believe I didn't think of that. So we said, yeah, come on back. Let me send you this, sell you this car. So we get back and that car's actually not there. It had got vandalized. So it was off getting fixed. There's like a scratch in the back. Someone scratched like right below the Range Rover emblem. We test drove the exact same car, only with more miles. um, And we ended up buying it. Well, when we were waiting for all the paperwork to, you know, be done so we could sign it, he comes over to us, the sales guy, and he's like, you know, things happen for a reason. He said, the car that you're buying literally is like fully loaded. It has every feature you could ever want. The color scheme inside, it has three different color schemes. So it's not just like two colors on the inside. It's two plus two plus two, six. Jesus Christ. There's six different like colors. It's like the light interior. He said there's a cooler in the back seat built in, in like the center console. So um, he said it would be ready by Tuesday. Well, Tuesday's today. I said, look, Tom, I want to feel like we're driving a new car out of here today. So you better give me a loaner and it better be a Range Rover. So we've been driving um, all black Range Rover, black on the outside, black on the inside. And we're just waiting for the freaking new car to come in so that we can go pick it up. But you know how it is when you get a new car, when you're driving a car that's not yours, you just want to drive it. So last night we were going to have chicken for dinner. 
I get out of hot Pilates and Brett calls me and he's like, you forgot to put chicken out to thaw. And I'm like, oh, great. And I'm like, okay, well, I can pick something up on the way home, like a rotisserie chicken. And Brett's like, no, 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 no. You, you're sweaty from the gym. You drive home, you get a shower and I'll go pick up a chicken. Now, two weeks ago when we had our old car, Brett would have been like, I'm not driving anywhere. You pick it up on your way home. I'm not going to the store. Oh, how the tables have turned when it's not our gas that we're wasting and when it's a brand new car. Oh, now you want to drive to the store. Oh, oh, okay. So I came home and I'm like, okay, well, I know that it would have been more convenient for me to pick up this chicken, but you just want to drive the car. And he was like, yeah, Keith does want to drive the car. Fucking Keith, man. He's always trying to pull one over on me. And not only did he want to take the car to go get the rotisserie chicken, but he took it to like the furthest Rayleigh's possible. Seriously, since we got it, I'm like, okay, you drive it to the store and I'll drive it home from the store. I just forgot how much fun it is to get a new car. Even like you're driving a rental or someone else's car, it's just fucking fun. So when Brett started working for his current job, he got, um, you know, a company phone. Well, whoever had the phone before him, I guess had it for like 20 years. And the reason that I know that is because Brett gets text messages all the time for someone named Jeff. That is J-U-F-F. I think this guy was some type of like contractor, but he also got loads of prostitutes because let me tell you, bitches be texting this phone literally all the time. Hey there, Jeff. And some of them are spam like links. Like you can tell he's been on some sketchy sites and now he gets random text messages. But every once in a while, like an actual real person will text. And I'm telling you, he gets texts for Jeff every single day, like multiple times. Sometimes his phone will go off and he's like, can you see if that's for me or for Jeff? (laughs) So recently we were sitting on the couch and someone texted, hey, Jeff, it's been 10 years since I've talked to you. How are you? And Brett goes, I'm sorry, you have the wrong number. You know, Jeff's number has changed. This bitch takes a selfie and sends it and said, are you sure? And it was like an older lady, maybe in her 50s or 60s, hella eyeliner. And I'm like, block her number block it. (laughs) Are you sure? I just told you that this is someone else. You're looking for Jeff. You're looking in the wrong damn place. Brett is just having all these like easily accessible links texted to him every 10 minutes. I wish I knew what Jeff looked like. Like I'm such a visual person. I'm dying to know what his last name is so I can super Google slash Facebook stalk him to try to find out. He was getting a lot of action though. I'll tell you that for sure. So my head's still in a box. If anyone was wondering, no big deal. We can go buy a car, but I'm not allowed to buy a $60 um, attachment for my microphone. So I don't have to stick my head in a box to record. I've had a couple people over here since that episode was released and they're like, we want to see the box. No problem. Come right up. Check it out. It's a real janky operation in here. I did clean out the office, though, because Brett and I share it. So normally he's in here. But on Tuesdays, I record and edit my podcast. So I'm in here. So I cleaned it up a little bit. There was still a ton of boxes and like paperwork from when we moved. So I was putting some of it away. And while I was putting it away, I found a photo album from when I was in high school. So there was like a bunch of random pictures, notes in there. It's one of those photo albums that has like the plastic cover that like you know, like sticks down, you put the picture in it and then it sticks down, you know, photo albums from the eighties or whatever. Um, so I had one of those and there was a ton of notes from high school. Like I said, ton of pictures, some concert tickets, movie tickets. Um, and then I flipped to the very last page and there was a picture of this guy named Justin that I used to like in high school. Maybe I had just gotten out of high school. 
So he went to Rio. He was older. My friend Sarah was dating his friend, which is how I met him. So I totally liked him, even though he was like five foot three and he did not like me let me tell you, at all. He was not interested. We used to go on double dates. He would avoid, avoid, avoid. This fool didn't like me, but I remember being obsessed with him. Like, you know, I would hear songs that came, come on the radio and I'd be like, ah, doesn't this totally remind you of me and Justin's relationship? And my friends were like, bitch, what relationship? He does not even make eye contact with you. Anyways, so I found a picture of him in my photo album. So what makes this extra creepy is that it wasn't a picture that I took. It wasn't a picture of us. It wasn't a picture that he gave me. Nope. He used to work at Staples. I believe it was in the Arden area. I think it was in the same parking lot as BevMo. Or it, it's where the Joann's used to be. That used to be like a like a, like a a Staples or one of those type of stores. Anyways, he worked there. And I, <laughs> we went in there once. And there was like a bulletin board that had pictures of all the employees on the bulletin board. And I went in and I stole his picture. I stole his picture off the bulletin board and put it in my purse. It's all like crinkled up and uh, I brought it home with me and I put it in a photo album as if like I had taken it. He's in his work gear. Like I think it's like a yellow polo shirt. And yeah, I just jacked it from the employee cork board. No big deal. I remember thinking that I was like stealing. Like I, I thought I was going to get caught the next couple times I saw him. I thought that he knew and I was like extra awkward around him. But um, nope, never said anything about it. And here I am, 33 years old, still have it in the photo album. I told Brett about it. He didn't think it was that funny. But man, what a fucking creeper I am. Like, seriously, de desperado. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of fun ass men that I'll never have a chance with. Not that I like that guy anymore. He has not aged well. And obviously I'm married. But let's talk about fine ass guys that I will never date. There's going to be our very first Black Bachelor on ABC, and I'm so excited about it because it's Matt James. So if you don't watch The Bachelor, let me just give you a little history. Claire Crawley is our next Bachelorette. Now, that season probably would have already been out, but because of COVID, they had to halt production. So um, I think they started picking it back up this last Friday. I think that's when like TV production and stuff could start back up. But Claire Crawley is from Sacramento, lives in Sacramento, born and raised here. I'm pretty sure she went to Loretto. So I'm super excited about this upcoming season of The Bachelorette because she is going to be the lead. And obviously, there's going to be a ton of, you know, like scenes from Sacramento in there. They always do hometowns um, or where, wherever The Bachelorette or Bachelor is from. So Anyways, so excited about Claire Crawley's season. She's also older, which I like. I feel it's maybe going to be like a more mature group of men. One of the guys that was supposed to be on the show was Matt James. So Matt James is fine-ass Tyler Cameron's best friend. Tyler Cameron was on Hannah Brown's season. Obviously, was a second runner-up. She didn't pick him. Biggest mistake of her life. After she didn't pick him, he like came out of The Bachelor and was, unbeknownst to him, super famous. Like had a million followers on Instagram, which that never happens for like people that are just solely contestants on The Bachelor. Yeah, it happens for the lead, but it never happens if you're if you're one of like the the like the people that are trying to date the lead on The Bachelor or Bachelorette. So he comes out of The Bachelor, super famous, starts dating Bella or Gigi Hadid. I can't remember which one. Also seen with Kylie Jenner and her best friend, Stacy Stassi, whatever, that blonde girl. And he also starts posting all this content with his best friend, Matt James, who um, is the owner, creator of ABC Food Tours. 
Anyways, I started following him from the jump because hella good looking, seems to ha- seems like he has a great personality and also hangs out with Tyler Cameron all the time. So I think that's why a lot of people started following him. They're like, two is better than one. Thank you very much. Also, when COVID started, the quarantine crew started. It was a bunch of people that quarantined in a house together in Florida. It, I'm pretty sure it was Tyler Cameron's house. It was him, his brother, Matt James, Hannah Brown for a little bit, and then a couple other other friends, girls, and guys. Hannah Brown ended up leaving the house. Matt James was still there. Well, during that time, it was announced that Claire Crawley was going to be the Bachelorette, and it was also announced that Matt James was going to be a contestant on the season. Everyone was super excited. I was like, she's going to pick him. And if she doesn't pick him, he's going to be the next Bachelor, like 100%. Well, then there was a little bit of drama. So have you ever heard of Cameo? I talked about it a little bit in my first episode. Cameo is this website where you can pay celebrities to do a custom video for you. Every celebrity charges a different amount. So Matt James was on there and all of the proceeds were going to go to COVID relief. He was signed up with a bunch of other people. He wasn't the one that organized it. Um, It was organized and someone asked him to join. So there was all this drama because Claire Crawley tweeted this. Hard to read something when my head's in a box. So like I have to pull my face away to read my phone. Okay, let's try like this. Quote, if you're doing interviews and creating cameo accounts before you're even on my season, you are in it for the wrong reasons. Hashtag don't waste your time. And then she also did another tweet. Sorry, I'm not good at quote, end quote. In my last quote. (laughs) She also did another tweet that said, respect the opportunity you've been given, respect the rules, respect me with like a little heart. So shots fired. That was definitely aimed at Matt James. And he came back and said, look, it's, you know, for charity. I'm not doing it, doing this for money in my own pocket. So obviously their meeting probably wasn't going to go well. Yeah. So then this past week, it was announced that Matt James is going to be the the next bachelor, which is so far in advance. But given the current climate, I think ABC was really anxious to have a black bachelor because over the years, man, they've really been criticized for never having a black bachelor. It's about damn time. So Matt James was like a stand-up guy about it. He even said like, oh, I was really excited to meet Claire, you know, hopefully because now we're both bachelor family, you know, I still will get to meet her, like didn't throw shade. Bachelor isn't really that type of show. It's not something where you like feud. So I'm not surprised that he didn't throw shade. But um, I'm so excited about this decision. I hope they start filming a little bit after Claire's season so that we can kind of get it back to back. But also, I got on Twitter after it was announced that Matt James was going to be The Bachelor. And so many people were not excited about this choice. So Mike... Um, Mike Johnson, he was also on Hannah's season. I think he was like third or fourth runner up. Anyways, um, a lot of people were rooting for him to be the bachelor right after Hannah's season. He wasn't. So when I got on Twitter to read about Matt, a lot of people were saying like, this should have been Mike and Mike should have been the first bachelor, the first black bachelor. I I mean, I get it. Mike is a nice guy, but he's not as fine as Matt James. Matt and Mike, I'm getting this really confused. Anyways, I don't think, I think Mike is a little too soft for The Bachelor. Do I think he might be The Bachelor down the road? I don't know, potentially. He wasn't very interesting in Paradise though. So I just think that they tested the waters by putting him in Paradise and he didn't really like show up or put up or there was nothing interesting going on with his storyline. So is he really going to make a good Bachelor? I don't know. I think Tyler Cameron's best friend was a very good choice. Anyways, I'm really excited about Matt's season of The Bachelor. I'm like equally as excited about Claire Crawley, but I just think that the girls are about to show up for Matt James as The Bachelor. Like, 
high. Just imagine you sign up to date Matt James. Your friends are then in the inner circle. They meet Tyler. You're dating all the hot friends. I mean, perfect scenario. If there was one bachelor that I was going to sign up for, I love Ben. Obviously, I'm not signing up because I'm married, but I'm just saying hypothetical. I loved Ben. Ben Higgins is bae. So I would have signed up for him and then I would have signed up for Matt. Those are like, yeah. Those are some two good picks, ABC. You're doing well with the choices. I wonder, though, how Claire's season's going to go because, you know, people always say when they watch The Bachelor, like, oh, these people are just here to potentially be the next Bachelor or Bachelorette because normally, like, they would pick a guy that didn't that Claire didn't pick for the next season of The Bachelor. So I wonder how these guys are going to act now knowing that they have no chance of being the next Bachelor. Hmm, something to think about. So whenever we're watching TV, Brett does watch The Bachelor. Yes, he likes to pretend like he doesn't like it, but he's super invested. When we watch TV, we have phones down family time. We are not allowed to be on our phones. If someone picks up their phone, the other person goes, phones down family time. (laughs) So it's just that we both pay attention to the show. Normally, it's Brett that has trouble keeping his phone down because around nighttime when we start to watch shows, that's when his friends are waking up. So they all start to text on the group and then he's not paying attention. And I always have to pause the show and be like, Brett, phone down but something that we watched this last week where we were both phones up family time the whole time because it was fucking terrible was 13 reasons why I've watched every season we were super excited about the fourth and final season but let me tell you it is not good it gave me so much anxiety it was just so all over the place I I barely paid attention to it. I'm sure if I would have given my full attention, I probably would have liked it a little bit more because there were some things that I missed that I saw on Twitter later because I always finish a show, get on Twitter and see what people are saying about it. But man, they should have stopped at season two. I mean, even season three was way better compared to season four. If you haven't watched it yet, I would just maybe read about it and don't waste your time. The only reason that we we watched all of it is because, you know, you have to know what happens. After you see the first couple episodes, you're like, well, great. Now I have to know. We really should have just fast forwarded till the end. But yeah, super disappointing. So I wouldn't recommend if you have other shows that you want to watch over that, I would definitely pick those. Something else that we watched over the weekend on Sunday, we watched Britney Runs a Marathon. So my friend Carly was telling me about this um, this movie. I thought it was a show at first because she knows that I've been trying to run and I'm not a very good runner. I started at like, I don't know, a mile and then I worked up to a little over two miles. But recently I've stopped running because it's hella hot outside. And if it's not hot, it's humid. I think I talked about this a little bit on my first episode, but I downloaded the Nike Run Club app and they basically have guided runs. So you start your playlist and then you start a guided run. And then Coach Bennett from Nike Run Club, he's in your ear basically telling you how you should be feeling, how you should be running, what kind of effort you should be giving. It's super helpful and it's really, um, really helped me like pace myself and learn how I need to run. My problem's always been I try to keep up with Brett or I just try to run fast and I can't do that because I'm not a runner. So anyways, I watched this movie, Brittany Runs a Marathon. Carly has been telling me to watch it. She's like, watch it. It'll motivate you to run. It's pretty funny. It really gives me train wreck vibes. Um, Who's the girl in it? She looks super familiar. I actually meant to IMDB her after I watched the movie because I recognize her. There were some people from SNL in the movie. So I'm like, is she from Saturday Night Live? Ah, workaholics. That's where I know her from. Anyways, it's based off a true story. It's funny. It is also super motivating. Um, After I watched it, Carly was like, did it make you want to run a marathon? Hell no. I don't think I'll ever run a marathon, but I have run a half marathon. 
in my past. So let me just tell you this story. So back in, God, I don't even know. It was like 2011 maybe. My friend Katie and I, we always are the best workout partners together. Like whatever we do, whenever we join forces, we always do it really well. So we decided that we wanted to get super bobbleheady, and the reason and the way that we were gonna do that is to run. That's what we thought, anyways. So, anyways, our plan was we were gonna run. We joined a running group with Fleet Feet and we were gonna run the Shamrock and Half Marathon. So we we signed up. We showed up to the first couple running groups. Um, one time we were running on the levee and it was in the dark with, we had our headlamps on and everything like we were real serious and something ran up the levee at us. I don't know if it was a possum or a skunk or a fucking raccoon, but it scared the shit out of us. And we didn't show up to like the next two running groups. We were really hit or miss. One time we showed up to the running group. It was super early in the morning on a Saturday and it was pouring down rain and we sat in the car for like five minutes and we were like, well, should we do the running group or should we go eat breakfast? We definitely went and ate breakfast. Like we're the best at working out together, but we're also like the worst influences on one another. So anyways, the half marathon was approaching. We would show up and go to some of the running groups, but then we would also miss a lot. And then like two weeks before the half marathon, I think I went to Vegas. I don't think Katie came with me. Anyways, it was bad. I came back. I didn't want to go to any of the running groups. So basically for the last two weeks, we just didn't go. And we were not runners. We weren't losing weight, obviously, because we were doing all the wrong things. So the day of the half marathon, I'm like, all right, we're going to do it. We're just going to see how it goes. At least Katie will be with me. Let me tell you something about Katie. She is like 50-50 on showing up to things. Like you make plans with her and you never know if it's going to happen until like 30 minutes after it was supposed to happen. You're like, oh, are we hanging out today? Perfect. We're meeting at 10. All right. See you at noon. That's how she operates. So anyways, I figured half marathon. I mean, you can't really show up to this late. So the night before we talk, she says she's going to be there. I ask if she wants me to pick her up. She doesn't. I'm like, oh, that should have been my first red flag. So I get to Rayleigh Field. And if you're running the the half, you know, you can go inside and get like complimentary breakfast or whatever. So I, I go inside. I load up on the breakfast. I can't get a hold of Katie. And I'm like, all right, you know what? She's not going to show up. There's no fucking way in hell I'm doing this by myself. So I'm just going to eat hella bagels and cereal and eggs and drink a coffee and a hot chocolate. And then I'm just going to take my ass home. You know, who cares? I didn't tell that many people that I was running this. It's not going to be a big deal if I don't run it. It's not like I was like posting on Facebook, like five days till the big day. No, I knew there was a chance I probably wasn't going to run it. So I don't really think I spread the word, if you know what I mean. So I load up on everything possible that I can get my hands on. And I'm walking to my car when I see someone that I know. I can't remember who it is, though. This, this is the part that really bugs me about the story. This was such a bad day for me that I just blacked it out. Anyways, I ran into one of my friends, forget who it was, and she was like, hey, you're running today too. And at this point, I couldn't really back out, and I was telling her, yeah, you know, my, my friend was supposed to show up, but she didn't, so, you know, I think I might just head out. And this girl, my friend, I guess, must not be a very good friend because I can't remember who the fuck it was, was like, oh, well, just run with me. So I'm like, oh, okay. So my plan was I was just going to, you know, line up with her and then lose her in the crowd and hightail it back to my car. But she really fucking zoned in on me. Then, the, you know, they counted down. And next thing you know, I'm running. And the next thing you know, I'm running far, too far to turn back. And the next thing you know, I'm on like, I don't know, mile 11. And I had to stop to pee or stretch or something cramped up like I've never felt pain like this before in my whole entire life. I ended up losing my friend, but at this point, I'm so far, you know, I have to finish it. The only way that I'm going to get back to my car is if I finish this damn marathon. 
half marathon, excuse me. So I finish. Um, I go out for mimosas with some of my friends. Still haven't heard from Katie. I don't think I heard from her for like three days. And she was like, oh, sorry. And I had to call in sick to work for the next week. I worked at the bank at the time. I literally could not move. I lived at my parents' house, couldn't get down the stairs. Like I felt like I was going to die. And I don't even think I lost any weight. I'm pretty sure I gained weight during this process. I didn't show up with anything to eat during this half marathon. You know, those little gummy things that give you energy. I didn't have, I, I, I was so ill-prepared because I went in kind of thinking that I wasn't really going to do it. So did that Brittany runs a marathon motivate me to run a marathon or a half marathon? No. Not fucking really, because I'm traumatized. I have a picture of me holding up the the little medal. God knows who took it for me, because I didn't end up finishing with my friend. Katie didn't show up. I was there by myself. No one was holding signs for me at the end. Didn't feel any sort of like gratification when I finished. I just felt like my bagel about to make its return out of my mouth. Oh, my God. I bring it up to Katie all the time. Like, when we make plans, I'm like, are you really going to come over? Or is this going to be another half marathon incident? Because I need to know now. All right? Are you going to be here or not? Highly recommend the movie. Highly do not recommend running or making plans with Katie. Hi, Katie. If you're listening, love you. (laughs) I'm curious to listen to this episode back because I was feeling a little sleepy when I first started. I didn't get... Um, a lot of sleep last night because I kept having dreams that I was looking out of my windows of my house and Chuck was outside. And you know how you have dreams when you're falling and it jolts you awake? Well, I was so scared seeing Chuck outside that it was, I was jolting myself awake. Like it was waking me up. Like my heart would start beating so fast that I would be like, (gasps) and then I would look up and he was laying at the foot of the bed. So yeah, I'm running on little sleep today because I was having nightmares about Chuck being outside like a normal human being. So that's my number one fear in life is Chuck getting outside. But that didn't stop me from making a fire playlist for you for week three. So this one has 56 songs on it. I told you I was going to trim it down a little bit, but man, I just couldn't help myself. Um, I would highly recommend shuffling this playlist because there are some artists that artists that have like eight songs on the playlist. So this playlist is called Jam. Oh, jam, because these are the songs that you hear and you're like, uh, it just makes you want to like sing along. You get excited songs that you probably haven't heard in a while. So like a little Whitney, a little Mariah, a little 112. It's a combination between like really upbeat and slow tempo, tempo, tempo. But yeah, it's a really good combination of songs. You can find it on Apple Music and Spotify at Megan Rage. And again, it's called Jam. Oh, jam, because these songs are are just the fucking jams. Every week, if you're new here, I make a playlist to go along with my episode. And these are songs that I've been listening to in the new car. You know, I've just been like, jam, oh, jam. I mean, enough said. Anyways, thanks for being here three weeks in a row. Please spread the word. Tell your friends. Post about this podcast. Um... Yeah, it would really help me a lot. Also, leave a review, rate, subscribe if you're able to do that. If you're listening on Apple, that's really, um, you know, yes, very good. Two fingers up, two thumbs up. If you could give me five stars, leave a review, subscribe, um, spread the word. Make sure you tell your friends. If you think this is funny, I don't know, call your sister. Be like, hey, you should listen to this. Post it on Instagram. Tell your followers to listen to this. Yes, I'm begging you, please share this podcast. (laughs) Make sure that if you want one of my What the Chuck podcast stickers, um, you send me a DM on Instagram at What the Chuck podcast. Make sure you're following us while you're there and I'll send you one. 
All right, I'll talk to you guys next week. Episode four. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Instagram at What the Chuck Podcast.